Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSports.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 515. How are you doing tonight, and Happy New Year. i got to get out of here. There's too much going on in my room here right now. Hey, um, what's going on? What's happening? Everybody survived the holidays. We haven't had podcasts for the last couple of weeks when we said we were coming back in the beginning of January, January 6th, or whatever it was. Things didn't work out. And then I caught real bad cold. I couldn't talk for a couple of weeks. And, well, things are getting a little better. So that's kind of what we're going to do. And um, we're up and running at this point in time. And I'm just going to open the mics up because I'm blog talk is really being a bitch tonight. And I am having a lot of problems with mics and, and, and connections. And I keep dropping people. And so we're just going to bring everybody in and make sure everything's good. And then we're going to just start talking football right away. And uh, so be it there. I think I've got everybody. Don't, uh, hang on. I don't have Rudy's mic open here. Uh, Charles, welcome to the show, buddy. How you doing? Happy New Year. Good evening. Happy New Year again. And finally, we are back on after about uh, almost a month, I think, off a little bit more, actually. Oh, so, more. More than a month. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it was. So nice to be back <laughs> and uh, got stuff to talk about. We do, thankfully. Yeah. Um, I can't. Open Rudy's mic. Can you do that? You can't. Uh, let me see if I can do that. Uh, William. There we go. William, welcome to the show, buddy. How are you doing? Happy New Year. Everything good out there I'm, in the cow town with you and family? I am good. Happy New Year to you both. Uh, everything is fine. Excellent. 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 Fine. Everything is fine. So what did you, you you said this is a new you in the new year. What have you done differently here? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. You're just Nothing. you're just going to be the same Nothing. miserable son of a bitch well, that we've always known, well, and everything's going to well, be fine. Well, well, I'm a son of a bitch, but I'm not miserable. Okay, I'm a very happy no, guy. You're a happy guy. I'm a very, okay, I'm a very well, happy that's guy. That's not normal. Uh-oh. Always have been. No, no, no. You guys, you guys are under the wrong impression. That's all. Oh, That's okay, all. okay. I'm, okay. Uh, I'm, uh, Will just uh, never been better. Okay. Well, big, I'm big, glad to hear big, that. Big, big shout out to my brother who's still in the hospital in Surrey from last week. I, I was just going to ask you how he's doing. Is everything I good? You're getting better. Progressing? Well. He had a he had a bit of a setback yesterday, but I think they're okay, and uh, so we'll see what happens. Okay, we'll yeah, big shout out, and uh, we're we're all pulling for you, buddy. Yeah, I don't know, does he listen to the podcast, Will? Yes, I don't know if he'll be listening to it tonight, but he listens to it on a regular basis. Yes. Well, that's a good thing. Um, it, yeah, I've been uh, I've been thinking about him, and uh, hopefully everything was good and. Uh, progressing, uh, setbacks are going to happen, and uh, you just move on. 
and hopefully th- things go in the right direction. Put it this way, he's above ground, so it's all good. So. At, at this point in time, that's a wonderful thing for everybody. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's bring Rudy in. Rudy, are you there? I haven't heard a word from you yet. Happy New Year. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm here just listening to everybody, and uh, no, I hope everybody had a good New Year, and uh, we're, we're enjoying a, a warm January in Winnipeg, which is uh, a bonus. So, Yeah, we're, we're above zero uh, we're in do- merit here. That's ridiculous. Yeah, we're minus five, minus six, so that's we'll take that. A little bit cooler tonight, so well, that's no biggie. Everything's melting here, turning to ice. Like it freezes at night and melts during the day. It's disgusting. Anyhow, um, so what have you done differently for New Year's? Anything interesting? Me? Um, not really. Uh, I guess I, I'm curling this this year. I picked up curling, so that's kind of my thing in the winter now. So yeah, uh, I, I saw the ugly sweaters. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I so, think that just kind of comes with curling, isn't it? You got to wear an ugly sweater. That's and drink too much liquor after. Well, yeah, well. <laughs> but, <laughs> I managed to avoid that. Yeah. Isn't that what okay. makes curling yeah. entertaining? Yes. Watch well, otherwise, you just guys roll <laughs> throwing a rock down an ice. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I get bored yeah. playing. <laughs> yeah. I don't mind watching curling in the Olympics, but other than that, it just doesn't make any sense. Because at least then you're rooting for Canada to beat the shit out of the Swiss or the Japanese <laughs> or something. And, and, and it, it, it's patriotic, not so much. You don't really care where the rocks go. You just want them to win. <laughs> uh, Charles, you were in there for a second. Have you done anything interesting for the new year? Uh, no, nothing in particular. Wow, kind of stable, okay. stable, just keeping going on. I guess I'm the only one doing anything. We had uh, the entire family here, which is quite large. There's nine of us. And uh, everybody except the kids, I guess, uh, have gone on a no-sugar no diet. So there's nothing. You're not allowed to have any sweets. You're not allowed to have candies, chocolate bars, uh, cookies, jam, uh, anything like that. Uh, not allowed to put sugar in your coffee. Uh, n- don't drink coffee, so it's not really a problem with me. And uh, Or on your cereal or anything like that. So... That's kind of what we're doing, and uh, I, I, shit, I've been doing this for since just after New Year's, and I've dropped like eight pounds. Pretty scary. Good. Anyhow, yeah, so I'm not really doing anything special. I just stopped eating sugar. <laughs> well, well, if you're talking that way, um, I uh, just went to the bathroom, and I dropped eight pounds, so. Yeah, good for you. You yeah. know, it's not a yeah. problem, so. The problem is that comes back. Real fast. Then you, then you just then you just take another well, dump. Yes, you get another dump tomorrow, right? There you go. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, that's way too much that information. No, 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 yeah. no, no. It's in, it's interesting how you said what you said, Christopher, because I have been on no sugar for two weeks now, actually, and Good. I've dropped yeah. about I've dropped about twelve pounds, to be honest with you. Wow. Yeah. Well, you had a lot more to drop than I did. You're a little yeah, taller well, my than go- I am. My goal this year is 100 pounds. So, you what? What's the what's the end number? The which number? What number do you want to end up at? 190 pounds. Okay. Okay. I started at 212. Yeah. And, uh, okay. 
coming coming in at at 190 would be a it's probably below my my safe weight. If I get get below 200 pounds, I'll be okay. Ask me the last time I was 190. Yeah, grade eight. No, 16. 16, so grade 9 or 10, I think. Grade 9 or 10, yeah. yeah. I did this when I, when I turned 50. I was 250 pounds, and I dropped 75 pounds, went down to 175. I looked anorexic, thought I was dying. And uh, so I uh, put some weight back on, back, got back up over 200, felt comfy. So, but, you know, now that we're 10 years older, metabolism slows down a lot. Yeah, you can't get away with can't get away with uh, eating too many pizzas during the week. No, I, I've never had a pizza in my life. I've never eaten pizza in my life. Uh, there's not many people that can say that. Okay. Uh, Very few. Well, I'm allergic to onions, cheese, and tomatoes. Okay, well, that would make sense then. <laughs> okay, that's so kind any of pizza, like any pizza you get is going to have at least one of those. Whoa, 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 yeah. wait a minute, wait a minute. Why is life worth living if you can't have well, pizza? I've never had Come it, on. so I no, don't miss it. I yeah, don't he miss doesn't it. know what he's missing. Yeah. Thank God. That's like, scary. once you have sex you, you, and, 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 and you stop, <laughs> well, you know what you're missing, right? But, yeah, I've never had pizza, so I don't know what I'm missing. Okay, then. Okay, so let's talk. To, can we talk some football now, just because? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, Charles, as, as his typical self, has come up with a great itinerary here for us. Uh, Nathaniel, I don't, Nathan, Nathaniel, Rourke? Nathan, Nathan Rourke. Yeah, I don't know. You spelled it wrong a few times. Um, auto spell. <laughs> auto spell. Uh, Nathan Rourke leaves BC Lions to sign with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay, this, nobody is surprised by this except Will. Um, so we, we knew that this kid was amazing and, uh, we knew that there was going to be some serious interest in the NFL. I was kind of hoping that he was going to stick around for another year, but you know what, if, uh, they're going to drop some coin on him and he's heading south of the border, good for him. I'm, I'm happy for him. Uh, it does leave a bit of a hole in the BC Lions offense, but I think they'll be fine. And we'll talk about that. And, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, he signs with Jack- Jacksonville for $750,000. And he's going to probably be QB3. Although right now he's slotted in at QB2. Uh, probably going to pick somebody else up there and he's going to drop a position, uh, which isn't a bad thing. That means he gets, he's, he's on the playing field. So uh, I'm happy for him. I think it's wonderful. Uh, He's got some friends and allies down in Jacksonville, so he may stick around a little longer than what most people think. There's a lot of people who are very negative about it, saying the kid's not that good, this, that, and everything else. And other people think that he's just absolutely amazing because he is kind of amazing. He broke four CFL records and only played half a season. Uh, He broke his own record three or four times, I think. Anyhow, um, that's kind of my take on Nathan Rourke. I think it's a good thing, and I'm happy for him. I mean, he kind of did the uh, Enoch Mwamba roadshow down in America, but it was for different reasons, and uh, he took what the best deal was for him. 
Now, I don't rem- he said that there was uh, guaranteed money in it, but I'm not seeing that in what I've, the other information that I've come back with. So uh, maybe he didn't take a contract that had guaranteed money. Maybe he took a contract that looked like he was going to had the potential to stay longer. Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, I understand June 1 is the cut date before they actually have to pay him. So once he gets past June 1, he's, start, he's on, on the payroll. So that's kind of a good thing. Charles, what's your take on this? How, how are you looking at this? And uh, how's BC going to do? Are we, we'll, we'll talk about Vernon Adams, the BC Lions, after this. Let's talk about Nathan Rourke for a bit here. I wasn't surprised it happened. In fact, I was pretty much expecting at the end of the season last uh, year that uh, he was going to be gone. He was going to go to the NFL. I was somewhat surprised of Jacksonville only because Jacksonville's pretty much got their starters set. A uh, uh, guy, Trevor Lawrence, who's uh, one of the up-and-coming quarterbacks in the NFL, and he's one of these guys, he's one of these franchise quarterbacks that could be there. Uh, he could be the starting quarterback with the Jacksonville Jaguars for the next 10 years. Uh, so I'm a little surprised that he went there because I thought he might want to go to a place where uh, a team where their starting uh, quarterback was not so set in stone. Maybe a team like, uh, I don't know, Vegas or something like that. I heard uh, Tampa because uh, the feeling is is that Tom Brady, if he's not gone this year, it'll maybe be a year or two at the very most. Uh, but uh, obviously he liked what he saw and he liked what he heard from Jacksonville and he obviously liked the money they were going to give him. So um, I was not surprised. I'm sorry to see him go. I was hoping they would somehow um, be able to keep him in BC for a year or two but you know what when the NFL comes calling and they're offering you a bunch of money and stuff like that uh, it was bound to happen so I'm not really surprised and uh, you know I wish him well and um, hope uh, he does well down there and if it doesn't work out hopefully he, he comes back and we don't have a, another uh, Adam Big Hill situation so my question to you is do you honestly believe that he could be a starter in the NFL because I seriously don't think so. Not this year, maybe not even next year, maybe even not for five years. He might get there, he might not. But at this point in time, this is a team that is committed to him or wanting him to be there, as opposed to him trying to find a number one spot, which is going to be taken over by somebody else. Right? If Tom Brady retires... There's going to be a plethora of guys trying to take the number one spot in Tampa. At least this right. way, he's going to be sitting and comfortable at the number three spot, trying to get to the number two spot, and and that's all you really want to do, right? You just want right. you want to get the years in so that you get your pension from the NFL. You want to collect some money in the meantime, like Strebler's what two million dollars in the bank since he's gone down to the NFL, and you know, and that's kind of what you want to do, right? And, and if you actually one day you're sitting there at the number two position and your number one guy goes down and you step out on the field and you light the thing up, you could get the number one position. But nobody's going to just take him off out of BC and, and expect him to be a starter down in the NFL. No, that's no, just, no, no. And I wasn't that's not going to happen. That. No, I wasn't suggesting that. I did not think he was just going to go down and become the starter right away. That, that I don't even think he would expect that. But uh, no. I'm just saying that um, – my boy was just being that the uh, Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville, he's going to be the starting quarterback there for a long time. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, 
he's not going to get a rook. Rourke not going to get be in Jacksonville uh, for a long time. Well, I mean, maybe not. I mean, he's not going to get a lot of playing time probably if stay, staying there. But uh, uh, unless there's injuries, I just thought that maybe he might go somewhere where uh, you know two or three years from now uh, because they don't have uh, they don't have a. Um, uh, um, a long-term starter that he could at least compete for the position, not necessarily right this year, but maybe two or three years from now. But uh, but whichever. Right. I mean, but he's, he's, he's in uh, a position right now with Henry Burris is in there. There's somebody else from his old college uh, in yeah. from Ohio that's in there, and um, so he's. He, this is a great position for him to learn, to get get experience, to do this, do that, do this. Oh yeah. Two years from now, his contract's up. He could go to any one of those other places. Fair enough. That's a good point. Yep. Right? So I, I think Jacksonville right now is his safe, safe place, right? The little – his safe room in the NFL. That would be the team that he would feel most comfortable at moving in. So I, I'm not surprised at all by him going there. And I would be kind of disappointed if he went somewhere – where he had to compete for the number one spot in a year or whatever, like into Tampa where Tom Brady is sitting. Because we know that Brady's done. I mean, that was a terrible performance from what I heard. I didn't see it, but anyhow. Let's uh, jump over to William here. What's your take, buddy? Well, I said I'm kind of disappointed that you just said what you said. Why? About about you don't think he'll make it in the NFL. I didn't say that. Well, yes, you did. What did you say? No, I did not. What did you I, say? I, what did he? What I did you say? Did he has to learn to play the position? So he's happy oh, did, you, being you, where you he is because that. he's in you a safe spot. Say that. You didn't say that in the beginning. You did not say that. And I can't, I can't quote you word for word, but you can go back and listen to it this, tomorrow if you want to. Anyways, this is my take on Nathan Rourke going to the NFL. Every guy who has been sec- successful in the NFL that came out of the CFL, had somebody in his corner on the team he went to. Okay. I wasn't aware of that. I.E. Jeff Garcia had a long relationship with uh, John Walsh, Walsh. I think it was, or Bill Bill Walsh, because his father was a friend of Bill Walsh's, and that got his foot in the door, and he took it from there. And I think right. uh, Nathan, Nathan Rourke, the reason he went to Jacksonville is because, yes, Henry Burris is there, Mike McCoy is there, or Mark McCoy, one of the, whatever his name is. And also, the head coach in Jacksonville, look what he's done with the starting quarterback this year as opposed to the head coach last year in Jacksonville. He's a quarterback whisperer, okay? Mm-hmm. So, and... The other nice thing about him going to Jacksonville, whether he's number two or number three, we all know the exhibition season in the NFL is 43 games. So he's going <laughs> to get lots of playing time in the, in the preseason. And that just gives him more, this just gives more eyes seeing what he can do. Yeah. And 
And, you know, I, I'd like to see him. Okay, so he lit it up in the CFL for nine games. Wouldn't it be cool if he went to the NFL and within two or three years he lights it up there? Oh, amazing. Right. So we can hope for that and see what happens. And once again, once again, you don't blame a guy who made $56,000 last year to go to the (laughs) NFL for $750. No, absolutely not. I don't don't know if you guys realize it, but he lived in his parents' basement last year. He's 24 fucking years old. And he's the starting quarterback. He's the starting quarterback of the BC Lions, and he lived in his parents' basement. Okay? Yeah, but... I mean, that, that, there's a lot of different things. He didn't make $56,000 last year. He made $72,000. And there's not, there's not many 24-year-olds out there right now making $75,000 a year. No. And there's no way he would make $75,000 this year if he stayed with the BC Lions. True that. True that. He would have okay. given a substantial raise. And, 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 and $75,000 a year and living in your parents' basement, that's by choice. Well, yes and no. <laughs> it's pretty expensive. No, it, it, it's pretty expensive I know it's expensive. BC, isn't it? I know it is, but he could have yeah, could have lived out there. Seventy five thousand you can still find something for that. You you can grab a nice little uh condo in the Wally area not far from the practice facility. You could walk to work in the morning. And you wouldn't be paying twelve, fourteen hundred bucks a month for a little one bedroom. That's true. Okay. So you know that, that that's and and you know what I might get compl- I might be completely off on rent in Wally, but it is still Wally, right? I mean, it's still Wally. So. Oh yeah. There's, the other really thing- nice, there's some nice new towers around the practice facility. I mean, for example, I know Jacksonville, and I know Jacksonville's second string quarterback right now is not very good, and I know he's mm-hmm. a free agent in the offseason. So okay. say, he, say he wins the second-string quarterback out of, the, out of camp, he's one injury away from starting in the NFL. I know, I know. But the, I no. don't believe that he's the only quarterback Jacksonville's going to bring in. Well, of course not. Of course not. It's the NFL. They bring 33 guys in. They bring Exactly. <laughs> And, and there's going to be some people fighting for that job because they want it as much as he does. But on the other hand, if he's as good as the other guys, which we think he is, then let's see it. Okay. Right? Yeah. Let's bring Rudy in on this conversation, buddy. What's your take? Hey. Um, good, no, bad, I think ugly? I think he made the right decision going to Jacksonville. Um, like you said, the worst thing he could do is somehow – like fall into a starting role this year because I don't think he's ready and the NFL will bury you. You don't get very many chances. So I think it's great for him to learn under uh, Trevor Lawrence and the coach is like you said, is really good. So I think even if he doesn't play a game this year in the regular season, he's going to learn so much by practicing. Um, and I mean, they practice, they're at that, they, the CFL, they have like three, four hour work days. NFL, those guys are there like eight, eight, nine hours. They're there all day soaking in football. So, I mean, look at Strebler. He, he went down there. He couldn't throw a football really. 
And now he's not gonna ever going to start, but he looks like a, a quarterback now. So, I mean, I, I think in a few years, Rourke will be ready to start if he gets the – now, whether it will be in Jacksonville, probably not. But you know what? Who cares? He can – yeah, exactly. It's not going to – I mean, this is just to get his feet wet, get get your foot in the door, and then uh, go from there. Yeah. Um, and I mean, there's I very, think, there's very so few players go ahead. that stick with the same team, right? So, no, go ahead, Rudy. Sorry. Yeah. Well, no, wait, the thing, him being undrafted will be – he'll have to really show well in uh, camp. If they do bring in someone else, he'll have to win that second – that second string job decisively because they, the NFL is, they do not, it makes the entire uh, um, scouts and GM look bad. If some guy walks in off the, well, not off the street, but if a guy, you know, it looks better than your draft picks. Yeah. Um, that doesn't look yeah. good on your resume. Right. So. Right. Um, but let's, let's look at this in a different way. He's had a year of pro in the CFL. Yeah. Which come, somebody coming out of uh, UCL or uh, NCAA doesn't have, and don't tell me that NCAA football is as good as the CFL because it's not. No, I, I agree. I was arguing that the other day. I, I said, I mean, this is uh, CFL. That's a man's league, and it's faster than college. And yeah, that sometimes might be faster, but overall, I mean, you're going up against Jackson Jeffcoat and that Bomber defense. No, no, no. No quarterback in college faced that kind of defense that the Bombers can bring at you. No. You got Big Hill, Jeff Coat, guys like that. And I mean, unfortunately, the two games against the Bombers they weren't, weren't real. So, you know, first, first game back after his injury, how do you even count that? Oh, yeah. The one in, the one in BC places was a good was a good. Uh, learning curve for uh, Rourke. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and the way I look at that game is that he, he looked at it, he came onto the field, he was in awe. I mean, he was a, literally a rookie, right? I mean, he'd won four games, but against what? Edmonton is a statue. Yeah. Who cares? He's now going up against the defending Grey Cup champion and a back-to-back defending Grey Cup champion. He was starstruck. I mean, he was in, like, a little humiliated, you know? And, well, and I think when it, and, I think- and when Winnipeg comes in and they take the opening kickoff and return it for a touchdown, and all of a sudden Nathan Morgan's behind by right seven, away. And, and he yeah. hasn't even been on the field yet, and and you know it it all of a sudden it's twenty one nothing, and it, and you're not ten minutes into the game yet, and then he turned around and fought it back, and yeah. he fought no, back sure. the, the rest of the game. So I think that that was really good, a good experience for him. And if they turned turned around and played the Bombers the next week. It would have been a whole different ball game. Yeah, no, it would have been. It would have been. Uh, I think. Uh, I think he's going to do all right there. I think, and, and I mean, uh, NFL seventeen games. There's a good chance he'll get a he'll get a start or two. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. And 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 they're. He'll get, did they play seventeen game games? Time. I thought that was sixteen. Yeah, no. no this year, this year was seventeen. They just this. Is, I believe this is the first year. Or maybe it was last year, but they're now at 17 for the yeah. regular season. Yeah, they want. They which want I to think is weird because it's an unbalanced schedule. But 
Well, no, they want to go to 18, but the, the union is fighting it a little bit. So they're still trying to figure right. out the uh, how they're going to work it. Less exhibition games for sure. but uh, Well, that's what they did before because so they're, I believe, down to three now, three exhibition games. Yeah. See, yeah. That's absolutely ridiculous. And, and I'm talking about that in the CFL is we only have two exhibition games, and it's simply you not enough. There should be, more. There should um, be four I, games in there. And the I first two games, you don't even have a starter in them. I don't even acknowledge the first four games of a, of a, of a CFL regular season because half the American rookies don't know the rules. Nobody's in sync. You don't know what's going on. It, it, it's, it's, you can't take but anything Rudy, from the first four games. It's a count but they count. But that's it. They count yeah, for points. It. Yeah. But as a, so like, they're not meaningless. I, they're not meaningless in, in points-wise, but in – and how, like, the Argos looked terrible the first few games. They won the Grey Cup. You know what I mean? Uh, look at uh, 2000, was it 2011, BC was 0-5. And then they, yep. you know, got their shit together we, and we're, won we're the Grey Cup, right? So, yeah. We lived so, it. I mean, yeah. And the Bombers were, had a good first half, but they were junk. I, I, that Swaggerville was the biggest joke I've ever seen. I still yeah. get my yeah, shit. I, I mean, that was... It's funny as hell for me. Um, I loved watching yeah, the Bombers handed to them. Oh, well, it was no, beautiful. They, they were, it was absolutely but, beautiful. But they were bad in the second half. The Bombers were like three. They were three and seven in their last ten games that season. Then the following season, they were three and they were three and fifteen. Like that team was not good. They just won some games early against teams that weren't in sync and weren't weren't ready. That's all that. Yeah. Was. I, I still yeah. uh, I enjoyed the two, 2016 season just about as much because uh, uh, the, the semifinal game in the West where BC took out Winnipeg and they weren't supposed to and um, uh, well, Jared was, was, no, that was he was he was Jared was willing to bet his house that Bombers were going to beat the Lions but and that I was, actually that was broke in, my hand that was in BC um, Winnipeg had yeah. a good lead but you know what the problem was our defense was. God awful. Like in uh, 2016 and 17, Bombers defense was a joke. They have, like they they're the reason why we didn't win playoff games. Nichols put up over 30 points in two playoff games, and he loses both. And he played fantastic in both. Yeah. Well. But anyhow, let's move goes. Yep. on from this. Nathan Rourke. Okay, so let's uh, we're going to touch base with the BC Lions right now and what's going on with them. Now that Nathan Rourke, the, the prodigal son, is gone, um, and everybody's talking about, oh, are you going to bring in Bo Levi Mitchell or Cody Fajardo? And I'm going, fuck off. Um, Vernon, Adams, in my, Vernon Adams, in my opinion right now, is the best bet for the BC Lions. I'm not saying he's a god. I'm not saying he's awesome. I'm not saying he's amazing or anything else. I'm just saying he's the best option that's available right now. I mean, if you look at who's available out there in the marketplace, Jeremiah Mazzoli just signed with the Ottawa Red Blacks. Uh, Nick Arbuckle, I don't know whether he's free agent or not, but is he <laughs> going to stay in Ottawa? Uh, you got Dane Evans, who looks like he may be leaving Hamilton because Bo Levi Mitchell might sign in there. But then there's Mitchell. He might be available. Uh, Cody Fajardo is going to be available. I'm sorry. Vernon Adams the best of the bunch. Well, especially when you consider that Vernon Adams played here last year, so he somewhat knows the offense, he knows the coaches, he knows the receivers. 
why would you want to take him out and just go to a new guy that has got has to learn everything from scratch? To me, that doesn't make sense. Well, and and he came in not knowing the playbook at all, went four right. and two, didn't look awesome, but he's the reason. Okay. Didn't have would have had the home home game for sure. Now, give him a year with the playbook and a full training camp with the team. I think he's going to be better than average, and I think he's going to be. He is, like I said, the best option the BC Lions have in moving forward. Are they going to be as strong as they were with Nathan Rourke? No fucking way. But is, are they going to be a powerful team? Are they going to be better than the Riders? Yes. Are they going to be better than the Elks? Yes. Are they going to be better than Calgary? I think so. Maybe. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Are they going to be better than the Bombers? Probably not. But at least they're going to compete with them, I hope. Just make the so, playoffs. You know, I, it, just make the playoffs and anything can happen, man. Look at Toronto. Um, yeah, that's, that's my take on it. Vernon Adams is our best option at this point in time. I'm, I'm happy with the fact that uh, uh, Rick Campbell came public and said that we are going with VA, and we are confident that in him, and uh, that's where we're going to go. Now, I know they brought in a couple more quarterbacks out of the uh, USFL, and, uh, but I think it's just camp fodder. So we'll see what happens. Are you comfortable with going forward with Vernon Adams, Charles? Yes, I am. Uh, and I've said that. I've been having some back and forth with a few people uh, online. I am. I totally am. I still think he's got the potential to be a, a, a top-tier quarterback. He's shown signs of that. He hasn't always been on the best team. Let's face it, some of those Montreal teams and Hamilton teams were not great teams. Uh, had a great, uh, really good uh, season uh, back in 2019 through for 4,000 yards. Had a bit of injury problems the last couple of seasons. Uh, but I still think he has the capability of being a, a top-flight quarterback. Now, is he going to be Nathan Rourke? No. And I don't think anyone should be expecting that. But he's still a very competent quarterback. So, yeah, I, I'm totally um, comfortable with, uh, being, uh, with Vernon Adams as a Lions starter. Okay. William, what's your take on Vernon Adams leading the BC Lions? Pro, con, the va- good, bad. The badge. The badge. The badge. The badge. You know what? Yeah. Mill Spiegel. If you think about it, um, if you think about it and you look across the league, um, and let's look at the West. I mean, the only real established quarterback in the West is. Uh, is uh, Zach Polaris? Zach Polaris. Yeah, it. sorry, Zach. Yeah, yeah. That's that's it. Okay, so Vernon Adams is no worse or no better than anybody else right now. No, nope. and, and that's what I said. Second or third place in the West. And they did bring him in last year to replace to replace uh, Nathan Rourke, and he did an admirable job. Considering he won four six had, games. That's right, considering the amount of time he had to, to work. So why would they bring in Cody Fajardo? <laughs> oh, fuck he was no. There, Please no. He was, he was there once, and they didn't find him again as a backup. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And, 
And uh, who's the other guy? Well, and they still don't they still have uh, have Pipkin under contract as well? I thought we released Pipkin. No, I don't think so. No, okay, so. but we have Michael O'Connor. That's true too. Yeah. Okay, and I'm still confident Michael O'Connor. He would have been a, a very good replacement for Nathan Rourke. Not a re, not not on the same level by any means, but he got injured right away. So we really ne- didn't get to see what Michael O'Connor had got. So right. I'm, I'm comfortable. I, I honestly, if, okay, you said Zach Caleros is the only established quarterback in the Western Division. Show me a one-two punch in, in, in the CFL right now that is as good as Vernon Adams and Michael O'Connor. Nobody out there has got the experience. O'Connor's been kicking yeah. around long enough that he's, he's – he's, Yeah, but every time – every time Every time he gets to step up, he doesn't step up. So that's all I can say about O'Connor. So – well, we'll, we'll see, see what happens. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. But I mean, obviously, last year he had bad luck, and he ended starter. up getting hurt in his first game. So, yeah, but the year before he was going to be the starter in Calgary after Bull Levi Mitchell went down, and a week of training camp they changed their mind, or a week of camp they changed their mind and and put Jake Marin instead. So, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't oh, know. That's fair. I don't know. You know, I mean, but yeah, who knows? I mean, you know what? We were all talking last year at this time about would the Lions be okay with a Canadian quarterback named Nathan yeah. Rourke. And look what happened. Uh, right? uh, yeah, okay. I was and excited about it. I, I actually thought Nathan Rourke yeah, would be yeah, an yeah. awesome quarterback. You, you, you go on and on all you want. You said it first. I've heard this over and over and over again. Good for True you. True story. Let, let, let's move on. Okay, okay. Let's move on. Rudy, quarterback oh, situation, think, Western Division. Well, I think, uh, like, he'll do fine in BC. I mean, as long as he can keep his interceptions down, that was an issue in Montreal, but that might have been more to do with coaching. So Montreal. Yeah, so I'm also thinking maturity will, will be his friend. He's, you know, he'll know what he's done wrong in Montreal and and hopefully that gets, you know, fixed in BC next year. Um, I got some great Montreal, receivers. Montreal took a ton of penalties, yep. so that, that that team killed a lot of his drives. So um, he, he probably faced a lot of second and long because they were always, you know, second and twenty or second and fifteen. So um, yeah, no, I think I think BC will be fine as long as they get a supporting cast and they and they add some pieces. They'll be. Uh, They'll be fine. I think though I, I could see them second or third. I think third. I think Calgary will be second. I think Calgary will be good this year. We'll see. I didn't see well, anything that, amazing out of Jake Mayer, and I, I was actually really disappointed. I thought he was going to do a lot better than he did. And and also he, remember, guys, remember, guys, Vernon Adams finally. <laughs> Get to be the starter in BC like he's always wanted from the first day he got to training camp in the CFL, right? Oh, hang on. He remember? never got to training camp in the CFL. No, 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 hang on. If you remember how that went down, 
He was actually on the BC Lions neg list, okay? And he, he told Wally to activate him. You've got 10 days in which to activate me or release me. And he says, and, I, and Wally tried to sign him under a contract. And he, uh, he said, I'm not signing a contract unless I'm going to be the starter. And right. Wally said, poof, I trade your rights to Montreal. And that's what happened. So he well, never, yeah, always, he was never under contract always, with BC. He was never a BC always, He's always wanted to be the starter in BC. And now he gets his wish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Oh, I, I agreed. But he was never a BC Lion before. No. Everybody's arguing that one, and, and I go, no, no, yeah, no. Yeah, they're no. like, oh, he's he's never a lion. He was a lion. No, he wasn't. He was never on, on the BC Lions. He's never signed a contract with them until last year. And I actually don't think he signed a contract with BC last year. He, uh, we assumed his he contract out of Montreal. They, yeah. Yeah. And I think BC will have a good run game, too, so that'll help him. Well, with a, James, but, James Butler's coming back. That she, uh, that'll be a – I mean, look at Brady. You're talking about uh, any quarterback. You don't have a run game. The uh, Tom Brady looked mortal last week when, with no run game and no offensive line. There was nothing he could do with that. And he didn't play very well, but it wouldn't have mattered with that. Like – they couldn't run the football. So, it's supposed to show you, you need a good run game. Well, it's football. You always need a good run game. Well, I mean, sometimes you can get by in the CFL, you know, with a with an, like an average run game if you're throwing the football. Like, I mean, the Calgary Stampeders, I mean, they had – the Stampeders were throwing – I mean, they had Calvin Anderson when they needed him, but, I mean – when, when the Stampeders were strong, they had John Cornish. I'm talking even before that, like in the, in the 90s of Flutie and, and that. They, they, they threw the ball. I mean, yeah, but they had, a run game, they, had a run game, they had a run game with Flutie. It was called Flutie. Yeah, yeah, he, he, was, <laughs> yeah. he was their running yeah. game. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he, was, he was there. Yeah, oh. but. The, the oh, only wow. sad thing out of all of this is I, we're, we're never going to see the true potential, CFL potential of Nathan Rourke. Yeah. Because I think he just would have rewritten the, the record books. I, think they, I don't think Matt Dunnigan's 741 points in one game was safe or yards in, in one game was safe with him. You know what? It would have been nice to see him in the second half of the CFL season when, when defense is toughen up. I think it would have been he – would, he, wouldn't he wouldn't have had the first half numbers as he did in, in, in the first half. Like his second I'm half not numbers saying that. I'm been. talking about this year yeah. coming up. Yeah, I think he'd have been close to 5,000 yards. Oh, he would – yeah. Well, he's, uh, he's, also, he's also getting uh... – He's getting cut open this week, I do believe. Is that not right? Work for the what? Work, yeah. They're taking all the hardware out of his foot. I didn't hear that. Yeah, I, I, heard that. I don't know. Yeah, no, no. They're taking it out this week. So. So that so, didn't heal he properly. Figured, well, no, no. He's he's he says it's. No, they got to take all the stuff out. They say oh, well, you don't have to. It, 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 you don't have to, but you're better off with it out. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I improved 100 or 50, 60, 70 percent 
when they took everything out of my arm. So, yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. No, I do. I do. Hundred percent, I do. Okay, let's uh, move on to segment two because we spent almost an hour on this. Uh, but it was it's the it was the hot topic in the year right, so far this year. So um, I don't I don't feel bad doing it, and it's not because I'm a beefy Lions homer. I mean, it, Nathan Rourke is the talk of the league, far none straight across, and now BC kind of is with that big void. Uh, Montreal Alouettes hire Jason Moss as the new head coach. I think Jason Moss is a really good coach. Is he a head coach? I don't know. I'm not going to hold on to that one. We do have to, we do have to bolt down the Gatorade containers. But um, is he matured? Has he grown into this position? Is he able to move on? I, uh, I hope so. I like him actually. I do. You know, he's a, he's got a good football mind, and he he he's passionate. He's passionate in a Jeff Reinbolt sort of way. Uh, I like the move. We'll see what happens. But, you know, you got Danny Machocha sitting over top of you like this, and I don't know whether – I mean, those two were together in, in Edmonton as well, right? Mm-hmm. So there's got to be some chemistry there. William, what's your thoughts on Jason Moss in, in, in Montreal? Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know what? I, uh, I I've been listening, and I and I I'm scared to admit this, but I've been listening to the Sport Cage lately out of Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. And the nice mm-hmm. thing about the Sport Cage is they have they have lots of guests on. Yeah, they do. Last week they had Danny Machocha on, and they talked specifically about about him hiring Jason Moss. And they they do have a relationship, and Danny Matosha said he talked to everybody he could that has any kind of experience with Jason Moss, and he said nobody said a bad thing about him. And mm-hmm. he says he he says he knows football inside and out, which he should. Okay, yeah. and uh, he said he he was the natural it was the natural for him, so. I can only listen to what the guy says. And you know what? Everybody gets a second chance in life. It's too bad if he's got a mean temper or a nasty temper. He's passionate. I guess that's what you could say. And so, Very passionate. I mean, he's in the East. He can't do any worse. Let's, let's see what he does and go from there. Well, so. yeah. I, I think Montreal's going to be a stronger team this year than they have been. Now, don't get me wrong. I love Harry Jones. I think he's an an absolutely awesome individual. But he just did not fit into that team with Danny Machocha there. No, he did not. And uh, and, I, and, and it, I think that was the biggest that was the biggest problem. Okay. Oh yeah. So. And I think he's too nice of a guy. And the Montreal needed somebody with a whip because they were so undisciplined. And that falls on the yeah. coach, right? That's Kahari's yeah. fault. Yeah, that's a good point, too. So, you know, I, hopefully we'll see what happens. Now, where where is he now? Did he go – he went to Hamilton as a consultant, and then he – who did he sign with? Did he go up to Ottawa? 
I think he still yeah. might be there, yeah. isn't he? Or did he go no, to Ottawa? In, he, he went to Ottawa because him and, uh, come on, the head coach in Ottawa, what's his name? Oh, Paul Lapi. Paul Lapi. Lapo got fired. No, 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 no. no he no. got fired. Bobby Dice. Bobby Dice. Bobby Dice. Excuse me, Bob Dice. Dice. Yeah. Dice. What am I saying? Bob Dice. That's right. Him and Kahari Jones are good buddies, and so, yeah. so it's it's and and they're doing in Ottawa what you always talk about, Christopher. They have a head coach. They have an offensive coordinator, and do they have a defensive coordinator yet? I don't know. Yes. I, Bob yes, Dice they was, yes, they was the special teams guy. Right, yeah. right. So he's he's got coordinators and he's the head coach. So let's see what happens. It, it, is is that where Noel Thorpe is? No, somebody else. And he's a former CFL player. I can't remember his name. Because don't forget, Benavides was the defensive coordinator last year in Ottawa. Okay. Yeah, and but he's he got no longer, he's, Yeah, he's no longer there. Okay. Uh, Coaching staff, Red Blacks. Defensive coordinator is Baron Miles. That's right, Baron Miles. He signed him recently, so Baron Miles. Yeah, yeah. The only issue issue in Montreal might be the ownership if they're not going to spend money and they don't sell. That could be a problem this year in Montreal. They could be hamstrung. They're not the going to sell. What do you do? I, you know, I, and we're talking about that. And uh, is that somewhere in here? The disarray of the Alouettes. We're going to talk in te- uh, segment ten. I don't think that the team is going to sell. I, I, I don't think that that's what's going to happen. Gary Stein well, is not selling the team. He's looking for partners to buy out his father-in-law's estate. Yeah. I'm not sure what the interest. I mean, the uh, Lapointe group is the only interested group, right? So that's the only possible deal. Yeah, I let let, let let's uh, leave Montreal till later on. Okay, but uh, I think Montreal's going to be the strong point of the Eastern Division this year. Doesn't take much. Well, yeah. I also Tall's don't think measured. Ottawa's going to be the doormat that they were last year. But that's yet to be seen. Okay. Uh, anything else? Anybody else want to touch anything on Jason Moss, head coach, Alouette, Montreal Alouette? Are we moving? Well, as long Rudy, as are you on, okay with that? that? Uh, yeah, as long as he keeps yeah, we can move on. Jack, he should do, should do okay. That was the one thing <laughs> I was going to say. Uh, for him to be successful, he's got to keep his temper temperature. He can't be thrown on and carrying on like he no. did Edmonton or yeah. it's just going to be the same thing all over again. That word, that word's thin. Sometimes that has a place. We'll leave that alone, okay? Yeah. Um, the Canadian Football League has released a full schedule for the 2023 season. I am not impressed with it. They are still division oriented in very heavily, and I don't know whether this is to save money for transportation or whether it's COVID protocol that they're playing with or whatever else. But we got to get back to a balanced thing where you play both teams 
every team in the a league. Home and away. Twice. Yeah, a home and away every with yeah, everybody in the stupid. league. It, it's, it's ridiculous. What, what, Mont, uh, Winnipeg pay, plays Ottawa once. Toronto plays them five times. Yeah, it's yeah, it's crazy. I think it's to keep the you East, know, give the East a better division. Like you'll have better, you'll have a teams with an inflated record in the East. Well, it's really cutting their transportation cost. Yep. Okay. For an Ottawa team to fly out to BC is more costly than it is to drive to, yeah. to Montreal. Right? Or down to Toronto. So, well, kind of you, you know, like, you know, that's, that's embarrassing. It is. Calgary, it is. Cal- it is. Calgary will be in tough like, this year because they don't, they don't play Edmonton four times. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, I don't. And I know for, I know Winnipeg fans aren't happy. There's a bunch of Thursday games. That's for the uh season ticket holders, I guess that have cabins and they they want to leave, but it's like I mean, the the the, the difference between the Thursday and Friday night game in Winnipeg is uh is night and day. It's uh I'm not it, sure it what It is in every city. It is in every city. Yeah. It is the worst absolute worst yeah. night in Vancouver because a lot of Vancouver fans come across on a ferry or they're yep. far out to the east and for that hour to two hours or three hours after a game that usually ends at 11 o'clock at night and you can't ferry ride home and then you can't go to work the next day Yeah. no no Thir- Thursday night games absolutely suck <sighs> They're doing something completely different here in, in Vancouver. We don't get a nighttime game until October. All of our starts are like 4 p.m. starts. Which sucks. On either Saturday Absolutely or Sunday. sucks. Really? That's crazy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You're going you're gonna to see a dip in attendance. I, I, I wonder about game. that. Especially well, you're, you're 4 o'clock get, on a Saturday. Gonna... A lot of people still work Saturdays. Well, and people are busy. If you have kids, you're doing something. Even Thursday night, you've got people have shit to do. Like, people are busy. Like, Friday, people kind of you gear towards a Friday night game. You want to go and do something. It's easy to convince a bunch of guys to go to a game on a Friday. Hey, yeah, let's go to the game Friday. You know, let's do something. You know what I mean? Thursday, yeah, you're going to get your hardcore fans there. and you're gonna, But I, I don't know. I'm not sure this is a good idea. Uh, four, seven o'clock games in BC has always been the BC advantage because Eastern teams, it's 11 o'clock for them. And you know what? We always have that, that dome advantage by the other team being tired. And they don't get it. I mean, I'm looking at the schedule. As Charles says, we're week 15. We're still doing four o'clock games. No, it's uh, weird. The, the first... 7.30 start Friday, September 29th, week 17. Oh, September, okay. I wasn't sure if it was late September or October. So Yeah, that's the first game. We play Saskatchewan at 7.30 on a Friday night. And then next week we have Winnipeg at 7 o'clock. Yeah. I'm Calgary. thinking it's basically to try and get more people from the island. Because you can get over and get back, and you you don't have to spend on a hotel room because you can get over, get back, and uh, all in one day. 
We only have three nighttime games. I think that has nothing to do with it. What? Yeah. There's only three nighttime games. Yeah, that's true. Right? They play Saskatchewan, Winnipeg, and Calgary. Yeah, that's right. And that's it. And that's the end of the season. Anyhow, interesting, interesting. The schedule, they got to get better at it. They got to do something better because it's just, it's absolutely wrong. And it's not like, you're not fooling anybody. You know what I mean? We we know that you're favoring the Eastern teams by doing this. It's, you know, a small child can figure this one out. But I guess opener, Randy Ambrosi thinks he's confusing everybody. Our openers against you guys, against BC. Mm-hmm. Our openers against we BC think Winnipeg well. at 7.30 on a Thursday. So 5.30 your time. No, your week one opener this year is 5.30 Friday against Hamilton. Oh, never mind. Yeah, sorry, you're right. I, I thought yeah. that was the exhibition games. Yeah, never mind. No, you're right. So That's week Thursday, one. Yeah. And then week three is 5.30 on a Thursday yeah. with BC. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, historically, it's just been – how many decades has it been? The last two games of the season have been between BC and Calgary. And, and Always. we literally – yeah, we don't – it's not happening this year. Anyhow. Okay. Well, well, were you saying something? I thought I heard you say my name. Didn't say a word. You were just dreaming. My mistake. Would you like to say something, Will? Um, you know what? The schedule every year sucks. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, it's, it's, not, it's, it's been I, getting I, worse. Yeah, last year, last year was really bad. Um, but it is what it is, man. And yeah, they got to do something. And I think, and this opens a whole nother ball of wax. The first thing I think they have to do is fire Randy Ambrosi. Oh, fuck. I said that eight years ago. Yeah, I know that. I know that. He hasn't been the commissioner for eight years, but. No, we need a good replacement. Yeah, I think, uh. Fucking tree stump would be a good replacement. So. <laughs> but that's just me. See what happens. They, they literally fucked up when they fired uh, Orange. Yes, you said that. You said and that. Hundred percent correct. Uh, well, you know what? You know what? You know what? You know what saves him if somehow by some magical. <laughs> Way he gets a he gets he he gets a team in Halifax. I don't think that's happening, but that would that Who's would not going to get a team legacy? in Halifax. That's absolutely no. ridiculous. Well, well, don't I even know. go there. But <laughs> that's the only way. That's that's his hail mary to save his his legacy. Schooners, schooners, schooners. <laughs> no, no, no! I knew you were going to start that. No, there's no, there's no hail mary for him. He's he's done. He's it's it's ridiculous. Uh, it was 2017. 2017. He took over as the commissioner. 
Correct. Right. It was five years. Just seems like and a decade. Everything gone swimmingly. Not really. It's just been wonderful. Yeah, but don't forget, it's really only been four because there was COVID, right? <laughs> and he and he really worked that one well. He okay. botched that too. Yes, sir, he did. Well, not not really. Seventeen. 18, well, 19, 20 with a dead one, yeah, 21, 20, I mean, 22. He, he's been there five years, five yeah. seasons. Whoever yeah. takes over is going to have the same challenges, though. Like, I mean, there's, gonna be, there's no magic fix. I mean, you might have a little bit of improvement, but the same yeah, challenges are going to be facing. I don't believe that he has some of it. The commissioner of the CFL is the commissioner of the CFL. I, this is just a puppet of the board of directors, board of governors, whatever you want to yeah. call them. Okay. So if he actually ran as an independent organization, an independent office, and, and the CFL was treated like a business, and these guys were just shareholders of that business, then it would be different because he has to run the office like a business. But right now he doesn't have to run it like a business. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Right now it's just like he's a a play toy. Well, I mean, you have private owners that, you know, probably hold them hostage too, right? Well, 100% they do. That's why Orange got fired because he told them to fuck off and die. He says, what you're doing doesn't make sense. They said, okay, goodbye. And it was David Braley more than anything. Okay. Um, let's get out of there. Jump back over to here. Segment four. We got a top 10 CFL stories of 2022. Uh, how are we doing for time? We're good on time. What's the number? Number 10. The writings on the wall believe by Mitchell confirms he's played his last game in Calgary. That's number 10 story of the year. Hmm. I thought that would have been a little higher. What's your take on believe by Mitchell there, William? You know more of it than anything. Was he actually hurt? Did that, that ever come out I, of the I, thing? So, so, so you guys explain something to me. Okay. Explain something to me. So you have a guy who has been your starter since 2014, okay? Yeah, yeah. So, and then halfway through a season, they bench him and make a guy who's been there for one year, or this was his second year, they make him the full-time starter. Yeah. So, so A, when you've been that good for that long – you don't just lose it, okay? You don't just lose it. So I'm still, I'm still going to go with what I think, and I think his shoulder's fucked still. Okay. And, I and, agree. I, and I'm not arguing and, with you because, you know what? No, no. Bo Levi Mitchell and, was an arrogant prick. Go ahead, Will. Sorry. I'll, I'll continue and, that thought in a bit. Hold on. And if anybody out there offers him a contract for more than 
offers him a contract period, I think they're a little stupid. And and maybe I'll eat my words, but I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't believe that Bo Levi Mitchell would have sat on the bench of the Calgary and watched Jake Mayer flounder the way that he did in the back half of that season and not yell and scream about him being able to play at a, at a high level. There's my other, you're correct. There's my other reasoning. Okay. Right. I just do not believe he could have sat there like a little, a good little boy and taken one for the team and said, Oh no, everything's fine. I support their decision a hundred percent. There's no way in hell that a quarterback, any quarterback, I don't give a shit who you are. What quarterback out there is going to sit back and do that, take one for the team, and then watch Jake Mayer not perform to the highest level that is capable in the league? Right. I agree. He, he would have been well, yelling from the rooftops if he was he did not say, hurt. Right. He did say I he agree. looked disappointed. He, he did look disappointed, absolutely. Right. Everybody's disappointed. I'm disappointed I can't play lacrosse anymore. That doesn't mean that I can. But him and Dickinson are friends too. Like they're I think Bo's gonna go back there right. and coach eventually. So I don't think here, he here, wanted here. to show up Dickinson. I don't think he wants to make him look bad. No. You know what you know what I think's gonna happen here? He's gonna either pull he's either gonna go out as Will said, somebody's gonna offer him a contract like Hamilton right now wants to. Okay? And they're gonna give him money upfront money and he's going to go in there and he's either going to fail a physical or he's not going to perform the way that at the high level that they expect him to be or whatever else. And that team is going to put, be out a lot of money. Now, is he going to go in there and take a, do a daring Durant, take a signing bonus and retire, go back to Calgary and coach, or is he actually going no. to try to perform? Oh no, I think that would be absolutely priceless. That's why that I really fun. wanted that's why I wanted Saskatchewan to sign him. Uh, <laughs> take the signing bonus and retire. But, but you see, but you see the other thing, and like you said, Christopher, I mean, if he doesn't think, I, I mean, why isn't this guy jumping up and down on the sidelines screaming if he can perform the way he used to perform? Oh, agreed. Jake Bear was not that great. Okay. So, I don't know. I think it was. I think it was explained. I think they probably had a meeting mid-season and said this is the future and this is kind of the way we're going. And the writing was on the wall for Bo. And I think Bo knew he was he was done after that season. So he was in his yeah. mind. He's already making plans. Where is he going to go in 2023? But then, I, okay. So, but but then think about it this way: if he's not injured. You let him sit on the bench for four hundred and eighty thousand oh. dollars oh. that season. Come so on. no, the, no that, way. That that shoulder has, has never been right since about two thousand seventeen. Um, nope. So actually, that pass he threw in the two thousand seventeen Great Cup game that got picked at the end of the game that was that was where I go. Oh, okay, that arm is he's got. There's a problem there. Um, so. 
but who knows? You know, shoulders are funny. He's had some time off. Maybe, maybe it'll, it'll, it'll get a little bit better that he can get through a season with Hamilton. And I mean, God, you only got to be eight and ten in the East to get a home playoff game. So, I mean, who knows? Every everybody wants the bow of old, and what they're getting is an old bow. Yeah. Yep. But okay. I think he's, he's probably better than Evans. I'd take him over Evans right now. Would which you? Which isn't saying, I mean, I, I would. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. But it's obviously close. Hamilton does. Hamilton wants to sign him. So it, Dane Evans is not going to be in Hamilton this year if they sign Bolivar and Mitchell. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be able to do that. I mean, when is free agency? It's only three weeks away. Yeah. February, right? February, February 14th. 14th. 13th, 14th, something like that. Oh, no, no. Always Valentine's Day. I think and they do that again, to mess up things. And, and once again, the rumor is that Bo could go to Saskatchewan too. So yeah. that, would, that would mean they would throw a big chunk of money at him. Like yeah. a big chunk. Because that team has yeah. no – they're junk. And he's going to go there and take the money and get killed and probably that will be his last year of football. This is his last year of football. Possible, okay, this yeah. is his last year of football, regardless of what happens, because nobody believes that he is, is stable or, or uh, healed or able to move forward at his age. And the fact that somebody is going to pay him a bucket full of money right now is the only reason why he didn't stay in Calgary. Yeah. Yep. Okay, because there's no way Huff... Huff would have said, okay, I'm going to give you $180,000. You can just stay here as, as backup. And, uh, and, and Bo said, well, I can go get 400000 from Hamilton. Trade me. But, and I mean, Hamilton's hosting the Great Cup. So Bob Young, you know what? He might just want to throw a bunch of money at Bo as well, right? Let's get a big-name quarterback in here and, you know what, and not worry about the little details that his arm might be shot completely. But but you you got to believe that somebody over there is, is is sees the same thing that we did. I can't believe that we are absolutely football geniuses, and nobody sees what we see. I, I don't believe that. And you talk about uh, uh, signing a big name. So is Bo Levi Mitchell really at the point where he's going to sell tickets in Hamilton? I don't yeah, think he I is. Think- they're pretty. They're pretty football. They, they gotta. They gotta. That, that would increase. That would create some buzz. They're, they're not stupid fans they, out in Hamilton. They virtually sell out every game, anyways. They but don't need him to sell out. But they're sick with. They get about. They're about two, three thousand short of a sellout every game. Um, they. They're sick of Evans. The the two Grey Cup losses. They they have a bitter taste in their mouth. So they're done with Evans. I think they, I think they would just take Bo out of, out of the sun. Let's try this guy, right? And, and don't be careful what you wish for. Don't forget well, the Grey Cups in Hamilton this year, so they want to yeah. put people, you know. So yeah, who knows? I don't see them getting there, but who knows? It's the East. Who else is out there? Who else would Hamilton go after? Not Fiardo. There's nobody out there. 
Yeah. Oh. So, I mean. Right. Dick Arbuckle could be available. Uh, Bomber's back. I mean, he's not an upgrade. Yeah, like I said, there's just nobody out there. I mean, McLeod Bethel-Thompson might be available. But nobody's comfortable with that. I'm not. No. Is there a Grey Cup winning quarterback with less value to his name than McLeod Bethel-Thompson? Yes. Marcus Crandall. Marcus Crandall. Marcus Crandall, okay. Kerry Joseph. Unbelievable. Kerry Joseph won the Grey Cup in 2000, what was it? Seven. 2007 and, and, for, for the Riders, yeah. and they yeah. threw him aside for Darian Durant. They, they literally released That's him. good point. Rudy will remember this guy, Sean Salisbury. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. 1988. <laughs> Dunnigan choked another Grey Cup away. So, yeah, anyhow, so that's the number two story here, or number nine story is uh, Chad Kelly. Uh, They they drug tested him right at the end of the CFL Grey Cup game. eh? That's funny. Yeah, they did. How did those fucking guys win? Oh, my God. (laughs) Anyways, Kate, where are you going? (laughs) He wasn't allowed to drink champagne out of the Grey Cup after the victory because he had to do a – a urine test. He's kind of pissed about that. That's what the story says, anyhow. Calgary Stampeders, Brandon Langley arrested and charged with simple assault. That's number eight. For what? Oh, well. Who's Brandon Langley? Uh, oh, uh, he was a Calgary Stampeder. No, he was fighting in the, he was fighting in the uh, airport. He fought, the, he fought that guy in the airport. He fought an employee yep. at the airport. That's right. Yep. United yeah, Airlines right. employee. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> remember that viral video there? Yeah. Once again, I don't think he played at all for Calgary last year. <laughs> Fogs okay. bunch of thugs uh, in Calgary. Number seven, Bombers make Zach Claros the CFL's highest paid player. Well, is that really a story? We we would expect that. Yeah. Uh, number six is enjoy him while he's here. Uh, Mitchell believes Canadian sensation Nathan Rourke is a real deal. Well, yeah, we've gone past that. NFL wants to avoid admitting Canadian football has a better idea. Hall of Fame coach Bud Grant believes the NFL should adopt Canadian return rules. So do I. I hate uh, a fair catch. Yeah, it's just absolutely stupid. Edmonton Elks returner Christian Salisbury passes away at the age of 25. Oh, he died suddenly. I think there's a story about that we got to talk about, don't we? About this guy was, that got wasn't he yeah. shot? That's on there too. Yeah, he was shot. I he still died suddenly. I guess that would be died suddenly. <laughs> he died suddenly. Yeah, yeah. Not for the same he reason. <laughs> He got shot. It wasn't a vaccination. It was a gunshot. Uh, CFL's quarterback salaries for uh, for 2022. Uh, I don't see much happening in that story. Longtime sideline reporter Sarah Orleski departs the CFL on TSN for a role with the Winnipeg Jets. I didn't understand that one. but Is that really a okay, top so. story for the CFL? That's number two. That's the number two. <laughs> the number one. That's absurd. But, 
the number one story for the CFL is why I don't care about the Grey Cup halftime show announcement, and you shouldn't either. This list is crap. Yes, he doesn't bring up the strike. <laughs> you you put it in here. I didn't. I know I should have read it better. That this is terrible. Third down nation. Yeah, of course it is. Three down nation is everything. Um, Andrew Harris worked to fix the divide between players and coaches before winning the Grey Cup with immature Argos. You know what I? I don't have a problem with this. I actually believe that he had a had a good part of that, or at least it, somebody needed to. I think they just were fighting so much. They just were like, "Man, okay, knock this shit off and let's let's play football." I think it was as simple as that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, we're going to get to it in a bit, but I mean, how do you win a Grey Cup and then? release um, Brandon Banks like that. I think Banks was kind of, I think he was done. It could uh, be, yeah. could be one way or the other, but you know, how do you just do that? It's kind of weird. I mean, I, there was a lot of problems with Banks in that dressing room. Yep. It could be a little monster, right? Something something tells me there's always a lot of problems with Banks in the dressing room. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that kind of seems to follow him. Yeah. Well, he's an arrogant little prick. Didn't deserve a great cup championship. No, he didn't deserve it. But uh, you weren't around early on, or I don't know whether you were paying attention to us, but back when Kelly Bale was around, uh, him and I went at Brandon Banks on Twitter when he was early on, Kent Austin was in there and he blew off training camp because he had a pool party. Okay. And he was promoting this, this pool party was, you know, like there was big announcements all over the internet and this, that and everything else. And it was specifically the date was after training camp started. And uh, he was down there, and we actually were uh, texting him back and forth. He was, he was replying to us uh, during the party, and he was absolutely shit-faced or, or stoned or whatever else. And, um, and Kent Austin made excuses that he had problems with his family and this, that, and everything else, and he just wanted the party. And uh, we caught it. We, we had it all printed out, screenshotted, everything else, threw it out on the internet. Cat fans went nuts. It was kind of funny. <laughs> it's funny. It was, it, it was very funny. I had a lot of fun. It was. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, Andrew Harris fixed the divide, whether he's just being arrogant and uh, accepting credit for this or whatever else, but I'm, I have no doubt in my mind that there was problems in that locker room. And uh, and something they did seem to start playing better did. once he got back in the lineup. Yeah, they did. He did. They did turn the the team around. Whether he did it they or did. whatever, I don't care. Um, they turned it around and they uh, did us a solid by beating Winnipeg. So 
I'm happy with that. Uh, William, you got anything to say on that? Nah, not really. I mean, unless he, what did he do? Introduce him to the drug dealer? Oh, did I say that out loud? Whoops, sorry. <laughs> You're funny, man. Just, just saying, just saying. I've heard all kinds of things about Andrew Harris. So, um, I'm not saying nothing. Yeah, I'm not his fan. I never really was. I didn't really like him in BC. I I thought that he was an amazing running back. and had a phenomenal work ethic, but he had a seriously bad attitude. And, yeah, I was never never a huge fan of Andrew Karras. No, same here. here. And was that Andrew Harris's last season? That's another question. Yeah, we it haven't heard be. from him whether he's coming back or not. Because we never thought about this, but that's his third Grey Cup in a row. <laughs> he got he got divorced. He got to, He's gonna have. He has some. He has. I think he has to play another year. He's not like riding off to the sunset. He's not financially set. I guess well, he can play another year. Or come back to Winnipeg and do something with the the Bombers in a well. Isn't in a he a financial PR. planner and he has this huge clientele that he's bragged about so much, and that he makes more money on on, on his uh, off off season job than he does you know, football. That's big hell. Well, what does Andrew Harris do? Or is he a realtor? Yeah, or sells cars. I don't even know. I honestly don't know. Well, he was a realtor in BC, I think. Yeah, I believe he was. Yeah, that's what it was. He was a realtor. Okay. Yeah. Anyhow. Uh, new year, new blood. One veteran player, each CFL team should let walk in free agency. Oh, let's see who this is. Who's going to... This number is a one, good one. Oh, yeah, BC Lions, the quarterback, Antonio Pipkin. Yeah, I, I I think they released Pipkin. I really do. No, uh, I haven't heard that. Yeah, Edmonton Elk should let go Emmanuel Arsenault, but Manny just signed another contract. They resigned him. They resigned him. Calgary, Kamar Jordan. Do you think Goodbye. you should keep Kamal Jordan nice there, Will? Life. Have a nice life. See you sometime. Go play in Saskatchewan. Bye now. Yeah. Saskatchewan words, receiver... No. Uh, Shaq Williams. Yeah, that guy's more trouble than what he's worth. Oh no yep. shit. Um, but he's the, the only team that would take him is Saskatchewan. Uh, Winnipeg should get rid of Mercier Maston. I don't even know who this guy is. Get rid of their, no, the Bombers should get rid of their goddamn place kicker. <laughs> fucking terrible Far after he gets uh, Son of a bitch Hamilton should get rid of Ted Lawrence uh, I don't know about that uh, Toronto should get rid of McLeod Bethel Thompson Ted Lawrence is, is, is 35 years old Yes uh, He's still yeah. up there I mean he's 
you're going to keep Simone Lawrence, why would you get rid of Laurent? Because why can't you the, two the, old guys? Geriatric ward over there. Um, Toronto needs to get rid of McLeod Bethel Thompson. Wow. Why? That's, I don't well, know. Bring it in. One of the great cups. Yeah. You want a great cup? Get lost. Well, did did he really? Chad Kelly came in at halftime and kind of won that game. Mm. Got him there. Chad yeah. Kelly yeah. Well, okay. It's a tough call. Uh, Ottawa gets rid of William Powell, 35-year-old running back. Yeah. Best before is long past. Like, they're a dime a dozen. Yeah. Yeah. Younger, faster, cheaper. Yep. And Montreal gets rid of DB Greg Reed, 32-year-old DB. he's He's getting long in the tooth, too. Yeah. Like I said, time to turn it over. So that, there's nothing new and wonderful in that thing there. Okay, uh, where are we going here? Nine pending free agents that need to stay put. Okay. This is CFL. This isn't Free Down Nation. Uh, Toronto needs to keep A.J. Ule. Sure. Montreal needs to keep. Yeah, it's amazing running back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Montreal needs to keep Montreal. Eugene Lewis. Yes. Uh, Ottawa Was needs it? Lorenzo Malden. Yes. Uh, Hamilton mm-hmm. needs Stephen Dunbar. He's, he's, a he's a good player, but would it be a, a soul crushing if they lost him? No. I don't know. Winnipeg needs Winnipeg. to sign Rashid Bailey. And a new I like Rashid Bailey. Yeah. And a new kicker. And that kicker. Got to re-sign him. <laughs> Big bucks. Saskatchewan Rough Riders need to sign Darnell Sankey. Yeah. I don't think there's an argument there. Uh, Calgary ben- Stampeders need to re-sign Spolarine. Who's this guy? Who? Some defensive lineman. Who? Oh, or a mod, or, or a modlate. Or, or looks like or Maldo. Yes. Looks like lemonade. Yes. Okay. Uh, the Elks need to re-sign Kenny Lawler. Not for the same price. For that price? Somebody, Are you kidding? Somebody at somebody at the league office is doing crack again. <laughs> <laughs> And BC needs to sign James Butler. Yes. I agree. Yeah, that's not a bad article. Mm. article. Hard to argue with that. I think he's getting stronger. Yeah. Okay. Flip this over. Toronto Argonauts part way with the receiver of Brandon Banks. Well, I don't think well, – I think we touched base on this one enough, but I don't really think yeah, – They kind of did already. I don't need yeah, to talk about that. It doesn't require that much thing. discussion. No. No, no. And, okay. and we're getting to the point where we can say younger, cheaper, faster once again. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Less attitude. Less attitude. Yeah. <sighs> Honestly, I would take Deron Carter over Brandon Banks. 
uh, probably younger. And the thing with uh, Brandon Banks is that, yeah, he got his Grey Cup ring and so on, but you know what? He uh, he didn't do a whole lot in Toronto last year. He really didn't. No. No. Okay. Uh, segment nine. This one's interesting. Victoria being interested in hosting a touchdown Pacific CFL game. I don't like these games. I don't like the touchdown Atlantic, basically because it takes a home home game away from Toronto, and they need all the help that they can get. Um. I'm kind of in the same boat with BC. I don't think you should really take a home game away from the BC Lions there. I'm not going to say they're a fragile franchise right now, but I don't think they're as strong as they could be or should be. But playing one in Victoria is definitely an, it's interesting. I just don't know whether or not they've got a stadium over there that's going to house an adequate amount of fans to make it justifiable. Is it, is it like a rugby sta- uh, stadium? Is that what they're they're going to be playing? Uh, they they have a play they have a stadium there called the Royal Athletic Park, and it's got a grandstand that I think seats about five thousand people, and I think they could probably add uh, some with like temporary seating, but that's about it. That's not what they're talking to me, about. They're talking about what? Starlight Stadium in Langford, and it currently seats 6,000 people. Oh, okay. My mistake. I just don't get Lang- the reason. Langford is right Langford at the ferry right terminal, the so it it would okay. allow a lot of the, the fans to come from the mainland to watch the game if they really chose, so choose to. I don't see the purpose of it. I mean, nope. uh, the touchdown Atlantic, I mean, they're looking the test market. They've been trying to get a team in Atlantic Canada, blah, 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 trying to drum up interest. They're not putting a team in Victoria. It's not going to happen. And most of the football fans and football fans in Victoria, you're going over to see the Lions in in Vancouver. So, yeah, I mean, you have them there for the one game, but uh, what are you getting at? What are you gaining from it? Yeah. Well, I, I agree with the concept of it's cool to, to share the thing around the, the province. I mean, it would be nice to have, you know, if we had four exhibition games, have one in Victoria and have one in Kamloops or have one in Prince George or have one in Kelowna or something like that. But don't fuck with the regular season games. We need our stadium for that. Yeah, I agree. And and it's the same thing with Toronto. And, I mean, yeah, I, okay, so you're not going to – it would be a novelty to see a game, whether it's it's an exhibition game or not. Um, we had a hell of a good time at the UBC Thunderbird Stadium when they had an exhibition game there. Um, basically because of the World Cup of Rugby or something, wasn't it? Uh it was it was a fabulous thing. So I don't know. I don't know. I'd love to see a touchdown, America. Let's touch down in St. Louis, Portland. Let's touch down somewhere there. Let's get some excitement south of the border for this game. Uh, that's what we want to see. 
touchdown Victoria, I, I don't see the benefit to the league. There is no benefit to the BC Lions. Yeah, Any I, fans I, that are in, in, in Victoria that are, are, are football fans are going to be BC Lions fans already. Um, you're not doing anything. There's no benefit to this. I like the idea, but no. No. Don't go there. Don't do it. Charles, you got anything to add? No, I like just like I said, I mean, I just don't see the benefit to it. I don't think there was a a point uh of doing it. Uh I I mean, it's, it's nice to move it around. I mean, if you really want to do a game in in Victoria, do the home preseason game there. I I got no problem with that. Uh, it doesn't draw well anyways if the they want to just stick that one in Victoria. Do that one, but uh, I don't see. Uh, don't put up regular season. It, you're really there's no benefit to the league to doing it. Oh. Let, let's take a Winnipeg Blue Bombers home game and go play in Thunder Bay. <laughs> Rudy, what do you think? Should we do that? No, take Man, go I put them no. in Brampton or. Coming soon, touchdown Red Deer. I think it would actually work if you did it in – we have a lot of fans coming from all over the province. So if you did one, you would do it in Brandon, but there's no facility, so it's, it's never going to happen. But, uh, yeah, no, just leave it, leave it – leave the home games in the city where they play. It, do, it, doesn't, it does not make sense to me. William, what do you think? You got to have some input on this. No, it's Victoria. I don't think they should have a football game there at all. Hmm. What, what is the purpose? What's the purpose behind that? I don't know. There now, is, is no this purpose. something that is for real, or is this just something they're talking about? Well, I think it's well, apparently there's been about. discussions. I don't know how serious, but yeah, I mean, I mean, really, what's the difference between having a football game? in D.C. and having a football game in Victoria. Do you think it's going to attract people? No. So why? Do you think because they have an exhibition game in Victoria, that's going to attract people to take the ferry and drive whatever they have to drive to get to B.C. Lions game during the regular season? I don't think so. The, 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 guys, the fans are already doing it, are going to do it, whether there's a game that's, in Victoria that's right. or not. That's right. It makes no sense to me. It makes no sense whatsoever. So, I mean, I th- I, I think it's neat that they're you know they're trying to show that it's important to <clears throat> to do that and everything else. It's kind of like that guy that does the um, the schooner. Um, well, I, I've got I've got a better idea. I've got a better idea. Why don't they uh, Why don't they have an expansion franchise in Halifax? Come on. <laughs> I mean, it makes about as much fucking sense. Okay, like fuck. Come on. Well, if they started talking about an expansion team in Victoria, I'd have to jump on a plane and fly back and slap Ambrosi. <laughs> Well, no, no, and, and once again, why is Ambrosi still the fucking commissioner? Jesus. Because he licks I don't ass. know. 
That's what it is. He licks sack. I guarantee you. Did I say that out loud? Whoops. Sorry. Yeah, but then so does Wade Miller. Well, do that. <laughs> I love Will's line. <laughs> Miller went to Grey Cup game. <laughs> Will goes, did he, did he eat a person? There's two people in that suit. Okay. Um, segment and, and, get, and guess what? In person, he's not that big. He's fat. He's not that, he's not that big at all. Well, he's not. A, it doesn't have a large stature, is what you're saying. He's not. No, sir. No, sir. No, he's just wider than he is tall. And I think he's always been that way. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's talk about Montreal here for a second. Segment 10 is the disarray, uncertain ownership, and free agency cloud in Cloud's Ottawa's future. And as I said before, Gary Stern is good for the CFL. And we we loved what he was doing. He was out, absolutely having a hoot out there on Twitter. And then he went silent. Absolutely dead silent. And that, that was after his father-in-law died, who was the majority shareholder. And there was indecision as to what was going to happen with the team. And all of a sudden he came back. And uh, was back, activated his account, started beacon off again, and, and I missed him. It was great. And last I heard is he is trying to round up enough uh, investors to uh, purchase the, the other part of the team from the, his father-in-law's estate. And, uh, and then Montreal Alouettes will carry on business as normal, as usual. Because it really wasn't his father-in-law had much to do with the team at all. It was he was the one that was running it. But uh, yeah, I, I I don't think there's an uncertainty in the future of Montreal right now. Not yet. If he fails to put a a, 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 a conglomeration together, then yes, then there's a problem. But if he's successful. I don't see a problem, personally. William, you're the businessman at the table. What do you think? Yeah. Fuck. I, I don't think there is a problem in Montreal, to be honest with you. I think they... No. They, they I think, I think they've, they're as stable right now as they've been in three years. In, in, in 20 years. Well, sure. Um, do they need On a new the stadium? Do they need a new stadium? No, they don't need yes. a new stadium. They can, they, no, they don't. They can always move into oh. the big O. Okay? They can no. always move into the big O. Oh, God. Like, no, okay. But didn't they just you... do a re- big refurb on the big O? <laughs> they can, they, do, a re- they they can do, do whatever they want. It's not going to make that stadium any better. They've been doing refurbs on the Big O for 30 years, okay? Well, I think they started the refurb before it was finished. Isn't it being billion years now? I think so. It's, it's, so it's being what? It's, 
It's the most expensive stadium ever built. Yeah. And, and, the it's, and, it's, uh, and it's 50 years yeah. old or 40 years old, whatever. 76, was it? Yes, that's, that's right. Yep. 76. 76. Now, I, I was back in Quebec um, quite a while ago, 30 years ago. Uh, when my son was first born, I, my wife's from Quebec, so we went back to see the family because it was five, actually five generations, which is kind of rare. A lot of families have four, but five is kind of rare. Um, and I was talking to some of the people back there, the, the family, the uncles, this, everything else, because it was a huge family. And they were talking about driving a gravel truck, a dump truck, during the building of the Big O. And they would load it up with sand and they would drive in the front door and they get their ticket signed and they drive out the back door, drive around the stadium and drive back in the front door and get the ticket and not drop the sand. And there were trucks that were all day that were going around and around and they would drop every second load and they were just uh-huh. raping it. And it uh-huh. was just, there was just so much money because the federal government was paying for this because of the Olympics. And, uh, yeah, they just they absolutely hosed it. It was just grossly over budget because everybody was fucking everybody. Well, here's the problem in Montreal. Um, they got the worst French? deal. French? In, in Montreal? No, right now, Molson Stadium, the Owls, it's a joke. They have to rent it from the university. The university lets them borrow it five hours on game day. They get no residual money. There's no – the stadium's 100 years old. They make nothing on parking. It's, they can't make money. Wettenhall lost – they set up the words $10 million a year in some years. He lost so much money, he eventually had to sell the team. He threw the keys on the table, had to leave. He didn't want to sell it, but they were losing, and they were losing money when they had Calvillo. It was full, but they couldn't make money. They were paying big salaries before the salary cap. So Wettenhall kept that team alive. It wasn't for Robert Wettenhall. That team is gone. Now, the new owners took over, and they looked at the books and go, we need a new home. They said that. I heard an interview last year, and he said, we have to, something has to change because we cannot make money at Molson Stadium. Impossible. The big goal, you can't make money. So until there's a new stadium or something changes in Montreal, that team will never be profitable, and that's why no one wants to own it. I don't know what LaPointe will do differently, but that is a money pit. That's why those kids want to sell that, that their father-in-law's share. They know their inheritance is getting to get pissed away on the owls. They want out. I don't blame them. With my mm-hmm. inheritance, I, w- I wouldn't sink it in, into that black hole. So, I mean, yeah, but they, are, you're talking billions, too, so. Yeah, but the owls are the owls are in bad shape, like uh, stadium wise. Like it's not it's not good, and it's not you reported know, on. But it's uh, it's bad there, and it's no one uh, no one talks about it. How bad it really is. It, it, the 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 stadium situation. You know, there's there's a few teams around the league that have really shitty stadium situations, and you know everybody doesn't say it, but BC is one of them. They they absolutely have a dream deal that they can't walk away from. I think what is it? Did two hundred thousand dollars for the season to rent BC Place? Yeah, it's something, it's something absolutely ludicrous, yeah. right? 
but they don't get a penny from parking. They don't get a penny from concessions. They don't get a penny from anything. All of the, all of the suites, everything else is all sold out. It all goes to the uh, Pacific uh, BC Pavilion Corporation. And it, it's just, it's, the Lions are in a very bad position with BC Place. And I've said this for years, is they need to get away from that stadium. They need to get away from the downtown core and get out into the valley and build a stadium out in Surrey. Very Langley area. And when they do that, the Lions will be probably the most prosperous team in the CFL. It'll be full, nonstop, all the time. There's that many people out the valley. There's more people in, in the city of Surrey right now than there are in the city of Vancouver. The population of yeah. Surrey has now expanded to the point where they are the city of Surrey is larger than the city of Vancouver. They're not talking about building 70-story high-rises in Surrey. Well, they just put a 55-story one in my, beside my mother's in Coquitlam. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just absolutely ridiculous. Nobody, the, the downtown core, the city of Vancouver is, is just, it's obsolete. And Wally, which was all set up, and what was, they, they had a name for it. What was that, what's the second stadium or the second stop in there called? The second what? When you're coming up the hill, there's the, the, the one, the first SkyTrain station, and then there's the second yep. one. What's the mall called? What's the, the old mall? Uh, um, Central City. What's that? Central City. Central City. And they're supposed to have been turning... At, Surrey into a financial district that would rival Vancouver and it was supposed to be in Central City there and uh, and that kind of yeah, weird, weird Superman type of thing <clears throat> but uh, yeah, so if they could get rid of all the homeless people on the Wally, it would be a really cool place I think you got to stop with the start with the massage parlors Anyhow, beside the point. Um, yeah, so that's kind of kind of my iffy point on on the stadiums. I, I don't disagree with you, Rudy. It's a hundred percent. There's a problem in Montreal, but it's not the it's not exclusive to Montreal. Well, also also the age of the the age of the uh, the stadium. I mean, it's a hundred years old. Yeah. So it's that's that's. I mean, but. Look at Commonwealth. Look at McMahon. Well, Commonwealth isn't that old. It's not that old. It was built in the 70s. Late 70s, Late 60s. Yeah, I... No. I thought thought it was late 50s. I looked. It's like 1978 for the Commonwealth Games. No. Not 78. Uh, I'm going to be able to tell you here in just a second... Commonwealth you're, Stadium. Yeah, I was going to say, are you looking, Charles? I'm looking it up. Open July 15th, 1978. Literally wow. a month and a week after I was born. <laughs> wow. I would never have thought that. I thought it was around forever. Nope. It's a lot of concrete. I don't like built that stadium. It for the, it, it's very similar to what uh, Empire used to be because it had the track around the field. Yeah, and the first yeah, row seats are so great. far oh. back. I sat there in the right. upper deck. I might as well have just not even went to the game. 
And the stairs are steep, too. It's like climbing a mountain. Okay. William, you got anything to add to the Montreal Alouette ownership and free agency cloud that's over the Alouettes? I don't think that we've even touched the free agency cloud. It's pretty much the same on any team. It's the same on any team right now. Yeah. I mean, everybody everybody signs these fucking one-year contracts now, okay? And you have the same thing every year. I think they, they've uh, acknowledged that, and they're going to do something about it. I think they, didn't they do that something in the, the CBA that happened this year with the strike and everything else? Didn't they get rid of the one year contracts? I think uh, I remember something about that. I don't know exactly what they did though, but I do remember something yeah. regarding that. Obviously, obviously, they didn't because Manny signed a one year contract. Oh, that's um, true. So. Yeah. I think what they so, did was they extended the rookie contract of three years. And yeah. let's hope that let's hope the two old guys they signed in Winnipeg only signed one year contracts. So Yeah. See what happens. Okay, ten minutes, eleven minutes left in the show here. Let CFL players reflect on the dangers of football following Damar Hamlin incident. Now this is the Buffalo Bills guy. And they're blaming this on a hit to the chest, actually. We watched it I don't know how many times. It was a typical football play. And he hit a guy, and he got up, bounced up, and he's standing around, and all of a sudden he just went boom, boom, and hit the dirt. And uh, lost heartbeat completely. They had the CPR on him for nine minutes. And uh, paramedics came out, and they uh, took him away, and they went to the hospital, and he's recovering. He's still in the hospital, isn't he? No, he's out now. No, he's out. out now? Yeah. So um, it's it's a very scary situation. But there's so many athletes right now. There's more athletes that have died of coronary events in the last – year and a half to two years than there was in the previous 30 years. We're not going to get into this right now, but I really think it's something that people need to take a look at and just, there's a big question mark on that. And I'm not sure why or what's happening, but there's something wrong. Rudy, anything to add to this? Well, not really. I mean, I I saw the night that it happened, um, I watched three different channels and they had three different cardiologists on and they all said the exact same thing that it was a one in a million thing and they didn't, they had no time to talk or so I'll go with the cardiologist on, on the Hamlin issue on the other, on the other, you know, ones that are sketchy. I, I, who knows where were that, what, 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 um, will come of that in those cases, but uh, the Hamlin hit looks like it was a it was one in a million, which is, I mean, I'm I'm not a doctor, so yeah, that's it. None of us are. We can all speculate on this. William, yeah. step up, you know what? Up, I, do something. As far as far as the Hamlin hit goes, I think right place, right time, right hit. That's it. Okay. Wrong, I'm, wrong place, I'm, wrong time. I've never, I've never seen that happen before. And you know what? You think about it. 
it's it's almost like you know how they start your heart. A guy thumps you on the chest. Well, hey, it can stop your heart as well. And he got thumped mm-hmm. on the chest. Pretty simple. And but I still never thought of it that way. That's a that good point. How many One times in a million. does that happen? And, you know, it it what? it looked like a normal, typical football play. Yeah. It wasn't and horrendous. Maybe, it wasn't a buck pierce hit. But one, one, it's it's a it's a one time thing, and it happened that one time. And we'll see if it happens again. Yeah. That was, exactly. As as far as people having cardiac events and stuff like that, more so now. My theory is that guys are in too good of shape. And you're going to laugh at that, but but. But we've talked about that for a long time. Well, yeah, we've talked about we've talked about nothing in excess, right? And these guys are fit all year long, and they're bringing fitness to a new high. And I'm telling you, it has some kind of effect on their bodies. Maybe they're overdoing but, things. That's, we're talking football, correct. but you know, we're talking about other things throughout the entire world. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see if it keeps going and if it stops, if it does this or does that, or I don't know. It's an interesting. Yeah. It's an interesting time that you live in. It wasn't that Confucius that said that. It says, "I, I hope you live in interesting times." And that well, is the, one of the most scary things to say to somebody and probably the most comforting things. That you, you know, it's just one of those things. We've always I, lived in believe, interesting times. I, I, I believe all of these things happen for a reason. It's, it's Trudeau's fault. 100% yes, Trudeau's fault. You know, the, the, the Italian soccer players and stuff, but it's not really Trudeau's fault. But Yes, it is. Okay. I'll blame him. I don't give a shit. He's trying to take my guns away. I'm pissed off. Right. Right. I, I want nothing to do with that little SOB. Who does? I don't I don't know. There's an amazing amount of people that absolutely defend him tooth and nail. And I, I just and, look at them and I go, what, what the fuck are you, are you, are you in the same country and, I'm in? And, and, and those people should be dropped off on that island that he should be dropped off on, okay? Yeah. But my wife, my wife is happy this week because he uh, did give her a raise this week, so. Did he? Yeah, she got, she got, six, she, she got six more bucks on her CTT this week, so. Wow, she was ecstatic. She was ecstatic. We're we're gonna yeah. drive. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna spend that money on Saturday. We're gonna drive to Brooks and have a cup of coffee. Okay, nice. cool. You're gonna pay for that in the fuel driving over there. Well, no, no, no. I don't pay for my own fuel, so we don't include oh, okay. the fuel. We just include the coffee. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Okay. Get that. Okay, let's wrap this up here. Uh, Edmonton Elks signed former BC Lions defensive back Luchez Purifoy. Now, this release of Luchez really kind of confused me a little bit. Uh, you know, everybody's saying, well, they're trying to dump some big salary so that they can afford to sign Nathan Rourke. Well, 
any PC Lion management that actually thought that they needed to do that before Rourke made a decision is an idiot. And I don't think that they were dumping salary so that they could afford Nathan Rourke. Uh, I mean, if, if that was the case, they could dump him next week because now they know Rourke's not coming back. Or they could keep him now. Or is it because we don't want him or we do want him or what? Um, why he was released from the BC Lions, I have no idea. Is it because he's older and they need somebody younger, cheaper, faster? But Chris Jones jumped um, on the opportunity to sign him real fast. Go ahead, William. Maybe they're making room to sign other people. Okay, yeah, that me. could be it. Not necessarily Nathan Rourke, but other people. Well, I, I heard that uh, they that he was due a thirty thousand dollar bonus. They didn't want to pay him, so they cut us. No, 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 no. Don't even go into that, Charles. We don't have enough time for me to shut that one down. I was just going to say that's what I heard. I'm not saying it's true. I'm just saying that's what people have said. Well, everybody who is in the second year of a contract has a bonus coming up as of February 1st, right? And and everybody gets released before that bonus is due because we don't want to pay the bonus if we're not going to – if he doesn't fit into the plans for the next season. So, you know, $30,000 for him is nothing if he was going to be – you know, in our backfield. If we wanted him to play, $30,000 is not a big deal. But if we're not going to have him playing, then why would we pay him the salary? That's why we released him. So the plan's changed. So he's not going to be part of the BC Lions. So release him early so you don't have to play you don't have to pay the, sal- the the bonus, and I'm perfectly okay with that. That's just that's not a reason to. We're not going to release this guy because we owe him a bonus because it was it wasn't that big of a bonus. But uh, you do definitely do it if he's not part of your plans. And why was he not part of the plans? That's my question. But Chris Jones thinks that he is a a, a good take, and uh, and he and he is. He's a fabulous defensive back. So I just hope this one doesn't come back and bite BC in the ass. Yeah, I was surprised. I I liked him. I thought I would have liked to have seen him come back. Yeah, did a good job. So uh, is it because we've got somebody else better coming in? Possibly. Uh, is it because we need to find somebody better to coming in? Possibly. Anyhow, I'm going to wrap this up because it's the end of the show. Uh this has been Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 515. I've been your host, Christopher Jones. I'm surprised I stayed up until 10 o'clock at night. I, I'm really happy about that. And my throat didn't fail me, which I thought it would do. But this is cool. This is wonderful. We're starting off our new year uh, a couple weeks late, but so be it. And uh, we're going to come back at you guys next Thursday night and uh, talk football again. Hopefully something happens between now and then, and free agency is only a couple of three weeks away. That'll be cool, too. Charles, say goodnight. Goodnight, folks. Thanks for listening. Good to be back talking football. We will talk to you next week. And Rudy. Yeah, goodnight, everyone, and uh, we'll see you next week. William, I know you missed this podcast. I'm sorry that it took so long to get back on there, but uh, say goodnight, my friend. William's left already. Oh, is he gone?
Yeah. Yeah, he dropped he off. Dropped. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, good night, everybody. You take care. William says good night yeah. and uh, go Schooners or Mate. go. We didn't even talk about Marcus Crandall. Oh, we did talk about Marcus Crandall. Anyhow, show's over. <laughs>